everybody. Welcome to Two Sisters Health. I'm Jen. I'm a sociologist and this is Rach. I'm Rachel and I'm a PAC or medical provider. Yay. So social, medical, uh, our perspectives, we're bringing them together to talk um, many things, health and wellness. Today, I'm going to kind of lead the conversation. I want to talk about dance. Um, and I'm sure when that falls on many people's ears, they, their eyes roll a little bit because a lot of people are like, I don't dance, but that's what I want to talk about. Like I'm totally a dance nerd and I get super into the really fine nuanced details of foot articulation and shoulder articulation and hip stuff and right in the vast, vast wide world of dance. I totally nerd out on all of it, um, but we're not gonna do that so much today. Like what I wanna talk about is the folks who are like, Jen, go nerd out with your weird dance friends. I'm so not into that, whatever. I have no rhythm. I have two left feet. I don't dance. But you know what? When you were a kid, you danced and you loved it. And I, my, like one of my nerdy side missions from part of my life is I want to figure out how to help people who think they don't dance, enjoy it. Um, and find ways to do it that fit into their regular life. Um, I, again, I like seek it out. I find classes wherever I go in the world. I want to know where I can go do it. Um, but I, I want to help figure out how to bring the magicalness that I get from it um, to people who think it is not for them. Because I promise you, it's for you too. Like maybe not all the wide variety of styles, but um, you need some dance in your life if you don't have it. Um, even if you think it's stupid and you don't want it and don't need it. I promise you there's a style of music that you love and I want you to figure out how to move to it. Even if it's in the privacy of your shower where no one else can see you. Um, and so when I told Rach what I wanted to talk about, she mentioned to me that her family had a, their own personal family dance party the other night. And would you mind recounting that uh, for our watchers and me? Well, I love to dance. It's one of my most favorite things. I, not as much as Jen. I don't dance everywhere I go. I don't go weekly like she does. But ever since we moved here to Northern California, we live pretty rural and we have to do our own dance parties. And uh, it's one of my favorite things and Zach kind of goes along with it. So sometimes if we um, just have an evening, I'll just put the music on, rock it, and we dance in the family room. And that's basically what we did the other night and try to pick like fun dance music that everybody can relate to. Um, but that's pretty much it. It's just the two of us, but we make it really fun or the four of us or when Jen's here. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know. When Jen's here, we do it, we do it in the sauna. <laughs> when you're here, we do it in the sauna. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking of Zach when I was thinking about this show, because I know he kind of will be a good sport. Uh -huh. But he doesn't love it. Um, but I wonder, like in his 
private moments. It's hard for me to imagine Zach like having his own personal private dance party, you know, like even with no one watching the saying dance like no one is watching. I'm a big believer in that. But I know most of us don't do that because even I don't do it that much. Like I go to classes. I get with people to dance. So I don't think Zach would ever do a dance party by himself. Uh, He likes when I do because he likes that I'm weird and will have a dance party by myself, but it wouldn't be his choice. But we have have fun. I mean, I think he just basically likes to see me having, like, happy. And so that's mostly what that is. Do you think he enjoys it at all? Yes. Uh He's gone out dancing with us in person and he dances. Yeah, he does. In his own way. <laughs> we tease him that, you know, he's kind of like offbeat and um, like, you know, but, have a lot of experience. But he totally has rhythm. He's a drummer. That's like that's the thing that people think they don't have rhythm or they can't move their yeah. bodies. But I think, and he's a heck of an athlete, right? Zach is really coordinated and balanced. And I, I this will probably never happen. Maybe, maybe it could be a show. I'll probably never get my hands on Zach to do some dance tutor, you know, mentoring at all. But I bet he has mad rhythm and that, you know, if we could ever get him to kind of spend some energy on it, he would, he would be amazing. Yeah, I think that for a lot of people, it's really just letting their guard down mm-hmm. to be able to dance, you know. People maybe aren't good at it because they don't feel comfortable. So the whole time they're a little bit looking around and maybe trying not to move as much as they feel because they're not sure how it looks. And so probably that has a lot to do with it. Just feeling awkward and self-conscious. Yeah, I think you're right. I was at um, a few families that I know had decided to do a family dance party at a space um, it was, they had never done this before, but they were like, this would be fun. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Yes, it would be fun. Let's do that. Um, and I, I didn't know the folks, so many of the folks very well there. So they were kind of new friends and there were kids there, there were parents there. Even I felt kind of awkward because free dancing is a different thing. Like I, I'm very comfortable in a class that even if I'm not following confidently everybody's trying to do it too and so I'm totally comfortable in a class setting you throw me into a room with folks I don't know very well also there was they kind of did Christmas lights in the space I actually prefer dark clubs because you get that sort of privacy of not having very high light um, to just sort of let try things that you think might look awkward or you know not awesome and but you don't care because it's dark and of course there's a lot of drinking in a lot of those environments and so that kind of helps people loosen up so even people who are sort of hesitant might be willing but you know this space was Christmas lights but I almost felt like the light was still a little bit too bright for people who are really hesitant but one thing I love about family dance stuff, and I don't see a lot of it, but I, you know, here and there I'll see signs for family dance nights or whatever. You can even get dads to jump in on those stuff. And a lot of times dads kind of hug the wall 
um, Mike, my husband, will dance. He, he enjoys dancing. He's good at dancing like we do dance together out. But a lot of dads kind of hug the wall. It's not their thing. Um, the last time I went to like a dance club environment, not the last time, but it was kind of the last time pre-pandemic that I went to a dance club environment with a friend. It was, I went by myself, the kids stayed home with Mike, uh, and I met with, you know, Melissa and her husband were both there and bless John's heart. He like is not, he, he doesn't dance, right? So he was out there with us, but he's like, you guys have fun with this. It's fun for me to see you having fun, but this is not my thing. Um, and so I, I have taught like a family dance party class before. And part of my mission with those, I mean, it's when I conceived of the class, it was mostly because I wanted moms to have opportunities to dance with their kids because so many dance classes that you see are age stratified, right? You're, it's a kid's class. It's an adult class. It's a teen class. They're very, which, you know, there's something great about that because you're learning at your level and you're, if you're trying to learn skills, it's good to be with people at your same skill level because then you guys can kind of meet your edges together and push beyond it. And, um, you know, it's efficient way to train. But for families, um, you know, I, I hated the idea that we didn't have any intergenerational dance opportunities. And so I taught this like family dance class for a while. And initially it was like when I had kids that were really little, I wanted an opportunity to dance where they could join me, you know, where I didn't have to like find the babysitter so I could go out dancing, but you know, someone who would kind of engage us together. Um, and I never found it. So I created it for a little while. I, I don't have a lot of extra time and I'm not teaching it right now, but that was one way to try to expand opportunities to, and um, because parents who think they don't dance, if they're with their kids, they'll dance. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love bringing everybody in and giving everybody an opportunity to play with movement. Well, I like that you even just bring up family dance because like you said, when you're a kid, everybody dances. And so it's a really nice way to connect with children. One of the very first things that there was to do in town with our kids was uh, a community dance class. They called it music and movement. And the kids would play music with different things, you know, the egg shakers, and they would play music and we would walk around the room and dance and play games and they drag each other around on blankets. and. It was really fun, and it's one of the first languages that children speak. Yeah. It's and it's also a language that pulls in a lot of emotion and ties in different parts of the brain. Um, I wanted to just mention, so, okay, so you've been talking a lot about dance, and um, I'll mention that your favorite type of dance is African dance, mm -hmm. and you've been taking classes in that for a decade mm -hmm. or longer. Um, which is great. And there's lots of different types of dance, ballet and jazz. And I probably don't even know all of them because I haven't taken a lot of dance classes. Mine is all informal, just moving my body, having fun. But from a medical standpoint, let's just point out a couple of the benefits. One is exercise. Um, a lot of people don't get enough exercise. Dance is a really fun way to get exercise. And in fact, you kind of brought this up when we were talking about this before taping. Zumba is one of the most accessible um, 
dance activity exercise things around. Do you want to comment on Zumba for a sure, minute? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm very impressed with Zumba, actually. It's, it's so popular. You can find a Zumba class, and Zumba is, um, you know, it's a trademarked method of teaching kind of cardio dance fitness classes. Um, you become, you know, uh, certified by their, their company. I guess the company is called Zumba. I actually don't know. I have taken a few classes, you know, years ago. Um, I'm a super dance nerd and I'm a little bit of a snob. So, but we won't get into that. Ignore my snobbiness. It's, it's not okay. It's some, you know, when you've been studying dance for many, many years, what I don't want to go down that road. Anyway, Zumba is awesome. Like I am so impressed with what they've done. They have this awesome model where you learn, you know, actual dance steps, social dance steps that you would find in clubs and Latin clubs, um, salsa steps and, um, you know, all kinds of real dance classes, real dance steps that you would learn if you took ballroom classes, if you took salsa lessons, if you took rumba lessons. Um, and they allow the teachers who are certified to teach these classes, and there's like a pretty set format, which I think works really well. Like there's a warm up, and then you learn some choreography, which challenges your brain, and it keeps you really engaged, and you're sweating while you're doing this, and you're really learning dance classes. And everybody knows what Zumba is, right? You can find it in any town that you go to. Tiny towns have a Zumba instructor. Can I all, yeah, go ahead. interject and just say that I took a Zumba class and it was so hard. I felt like I had two left feet. I thought I was gonna sprain my ankle and throw out my back and like was at the very back of the class and was like, how does everybody know these dance moves? So not a dance snob, thought it was really hard. <laughs> I mean, it was fun, but uh, I was I was shocked at how difficult it was. And I thought to myself, am I getting dementia? Like, I can't, I can't get these rhythms. Like, okay, left and then right and then twist and step. I mean, it was hard. So it challenged my brain as much as my body, I felt like. Yeah. Cardio dance fitness classes almost always follow a Zumba type of a format. Like, to be a Zumba instructor, you have to follow their... Every, you know, you have to buy into that and get certified and all that stuff to call your classes in the class. But you can find cardio dance fitness everywhere too. And it's, I, I don't want to say it's the same thing because it's not exactly the same thing, but very similar. And I actually weekly now have been taking one myself. Um, I have a bum knee. Zoom, Zumba? It's not Zumba. It's actually oh. called something else, but it's like a cardio dance fitness. It's a very simple, it's actually the teacher is more, she's a hip hop instructor. And so she runs it in a similar format, but mostly the steps are hip hop steps rather than Latin dance steps. Um, so physical, but, mental, right. Right? right? So we're getting, connecting the body with the brain, also just challenging your thinking patterns. It's probably like another language, just like learning another language, right? I think like Spanish, yeah. or, um, Italian. It's athletic, right? I mean, if you learn a sport, you learn the, the subtle um, articulations to perform your sport in the correct way, and you do the same thing with dance. Probably helps with balance, so it reduces falls, improves bone density. Yeah. Um, all of those are benefits. I mean, the cardio is a given. 
uh, so I wanted to point out another uh, benefit of dance and exercise. And I'm going to note a book because that's like how I think of things. So this is a book that I read not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Have you read this book, Jen? I've read parts of it. I haven't read it cover to cover, but yes. I thought I saw it on your bookshelf because I remembered I was like, I want to read that book. And then it might be backwards in the video. No, it's a, I see it, but maybe in the thing it will. So Kathy, Zach's mom, let me borrow it. It is such a good book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's all about trauma in the body. Um, the guy who wrote it's a psychiatrist and he studied, uh, veterans from the Vietnam War primarily and talked about how to manage their PTSD. PTSD was probably his biggest focus with this book, which is pretty timely because I think a lot of people are dealing with PTSD post pandemic. Mm -hmm. And what was so fascinating to me is that he studied all these different ways to manage trauma. And uh, he's, he's a researcher, but also a practitioner. And by the end of the book, he really states that, you know, all of his career and all of his findings and research and studies, the thing that helped the most were um, techniques he never would have thought of, like Mm -hmm. theater and dance, and that you don't necessarily heal trauma by replaying it in your brain, the way kind of we think of this, go into therapy and analyze it and talk about it and think about it and revisit it. And... He said, you know, the best way that he found, and maybe not best because everyone has a different path and some people need to do both and at different times. And so of course, work with a professional if you're dealing with serious PTSD and you might even need medication. But he said that one of the most powerful things that they found was putting people into things like dance classes, theater, um, music, singing and dancing and that it connected the different parts of their brain the part where the trauma lived was able to be released and move through so you can actually dance out your traumas and fears and re-experience them in a way that allows growth and movement. So when trauma gets stuck somewhere in the brain, it keeps coming out over and over and over and it will respond in like lashing out or making bad behaviors or, um, you know, unhealthy patterns or behaviors when the trauma is sitting there buried and it just keeps resurfacing just enough to kind of sabotage you and make your life miserable. Um, And it's just kind of smoldering. And um, he found that getting people to act and dance, they were able to kind of, even though they didn't relive or re-experience the trauma, they were able to integrate it inside themselves. And instead of sitting and hiding, it kind of like spread out all over their entire bodies and moved through their brains. And wow. then they could live with it and wow. um, in a healthier way. And it didn't take them over anymore. What, it, it's a little different than dance, but he had people doing mm-hmm. like Shakespeare plays and mm-hmm. these people who maybe had been abused or lived through a war would then be this actor who would experience similar things mm-hmm. and they could give it perspective while still kind of re-going through it. And then they'd rewrite their script, right? So they'd tell a new story and then they could integrate it into their lives. And um, it kind of, it reminds me of dance. And he was saying, sometimes the best thing that you can do for a traumatized kid 
is get them dancing. Even though it seems like that shouldn't work, it does. Mm -hmm. Same thing with art. So drawing, painting, yeah. that sort of thing. Sure. Dance is magical. <laughs> I am sure of that. <laughs> I'm actually getting excited. I'm uh, gonna go to California for a retreat in June. Oh. Which is being hosted. The gentleman who's uh, kind of the point person who's organizing it is Congolese. And I went to the same one last summer in June. Um, for me, there's, you know, there's nothing. Santa better. Cruz? It's in Santa Cruz. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so one of the things about West African dance that I love the most, and that's, uh, there's so many different styles that have, you know, come directly from and merged, you know, diaspora, from the diaspora, um, African dance has influenced dances, dance styles around the world for many, many, many years. Um, but my favorite that I've tried and the one I do the most is West African dance, mostly dance that I've learned from uh, artists from Guinea. Um, and, but overall, like one of the things that I love about African dance, West African dance and African dance in general is, um, you know, different groups of folks have different steps. Um, and in the 20th century, many artists kind of came together for uh, bringing these different steps together and you end up with kind of ballet style West African dance, which is, you know, these steps they bring to the stage. And so artists kind of brought these steps from the villages to the stage and sort of expounded and expanded and integrated and, you know, do the work that artists do, right? They innovate and they create. Um, and there's a dance for every part of life. There's a dance for specifically, you know, and they're tied to the rhythms. The rhythms and the dances go together. Um, and there's dance for joyful occasions. There are steps for uh, tragedy, there's steps for resolving conflict, there's steps for... So that would kind of tie in with this, where you're mm -hmm. kind of dancing out how you feel. Mm -hmm. And that's it's culturally integrated. A, a much more kind of integral part of life. I guess that's the best way I can think of it. So one thing, I in 2005, right, I went to South Africa for a nursing program. And we traveled around the country and we went into um, communities. And I remember really interestingly, you would be going through a community and everybody would be on the corner waiting for the bus and they'd all be singing a song and dancing, which I thought was really awesome, but you would never see that here. And that was everywhere. It was crazy. And, you know, we went into there this one, um, it was a, um, an orphanage kind of it was like for mothers and children who had lost their homes and some of the kids were taken by other mothers and um, it was just kind of this mixed halfway house kind of place where people who were displaced and and some you know lost their families would go and um, while we were there even there was there was a someone passed away and because when I was there a lot of people had HIV AIDS and this house in particular um, had I think most of the people had HIV um, and just right then and there we're here these nursing you know students going through the house trying to help out and do things 
And they just cleared out the whole family room and started singing and dancing, moved all the furniture to the walls and did this whole ceremony for this person for about 30, 45 minutes. And then ended, put all the furniture back, went back to like sweeping and mopping and doing everything. And, you know, it was this huge event that to them was just part of everyday life. Right. Yeah. Integrating it within, you know, all of the other things that we need to do, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And in a way to handle trauma, right? Like everybody kind of sang and danced and, and then we're like, okay, well, we still have things we have to do. Let's get back to those. And we, we were able to experience some of these emotions in a healthy way and get back to the basics. Right. And we don't have that in our society. We don't, I will say, so I've thought about this a lot over the years. Um, American, like the places where you find dance weaved into American culture, um, you know, clubs, drinking, but you know, that's, I don't love that because it's not intergenerational. It's very accessible for everyone. Mm -hmm. It is not. But one place I love American dance is weddings, wedding receptions. Um, I myself have been to Hannah's family weddings uh, where our whole family, extended family, who we don't live close to and never did growing up. And so we didn't see them more than once a year or so. Um, But I I remember fondly family weddings where we would all, our cousins, you know, would be out on the dance floor and the ridiculous American wedding reception traditions at least in you know folks well, our class let's real quick touch on dance and- our weddings right so you and i had really different weddings yeah jen's wedding was he- big how many people did you have uh, 150 or so not a huge wedding but uh but big and people came from all over all over mm-hmm. like what yeah. texas right and texas, arkansas, arkansas kansas Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, probably further. And then my wedding was small, but far. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was in Mexico on Mm -hmm. the beach and uh, only what, like 30 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And, but we both had lots of dancing. Lots of dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Jen's was in a formal gown and I was in a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And in both cases, we danced all night. <laughs> and we danced all night. That was so fun. So yeah. fun. Hmm. So it's, I think we started at 9.07. It's 9.33. Oh, we're getting, we're close. Yeah. I yeah. So do you want to bring anything else up with Dan? I would actually. Yeah. So, um, my since part of my mission is like uh engaging people who don't think that they dance um if you have kids it will just give you the excuse to play mm-hmm. um don't just do it for your kids try to play with your own movement when you do it um i i actually dance more to music that's not my favorite music than i do to you know like my favorite music kind of is sort of alternative, um, that's what you would call it, popular alternative music. Um, 
but that's not mostly what I dance to. Like I, I mostly dance to the West African drumming at the classes that I go to. Oh, I will say uh, I've started going to ecstatic dance. Oh yeah, and you're saying which I've been curious yeah. about for a few years. I'm like, what even is that? I know. What does that um, mean, ecstatic? What's ecstatic about it? Well, what do they call it? It, I think it's, I honestly don't know where, why it's called ecstatic dance. It's really just free dancing. So you're just kind of doing what your body feels with the music. And then you have a DJ. Like, actually, I was struck by how similar to club dancing it is, mm. but it is a little bit different. Like at least the one I, I've gone to, and I've only gone to this one group a few times. So it's new to me. And I've taken my teen daughter, which I love because these girls love to dance and they're not old enough to go to clubs and there's not a lot of opportunity for adolescents to find free dancing opportunities, which I think is a tragedy and we could, I could actually tell you. Well, and I think ecstatic dance is always, not at least here, it's, it's a intergenerational. It's all ages. Right. There's no yes. alcohol, no drugs. There's no alcohol. There's uh -huh. no alcohol at this mm -hmm. space. Uh, and I was a little bit, you know, I, I'd never been before. It seemed like it would be a safe environment, but I was kind of on the lookout. I wanted to make sure that no one seemed creepy. I don't know how else to put that, but that's just true. Um, and, mo you know, my kids are usually the youngest. My daughter and her friend are oh, usually really? the youngest, but not always. It is mostly adults, just kind of their soul. I haven't uh, been to the one here, but there's one here, and I got the impression there were kids at it, but I could be wrong about that. Yes, uh, it, all ages are welcome, but just, I think given, like this one's on it's a Wednesday evening. Also, it goes yeah. until 9 p.m., right? So mostly kids aren't out with their families. Because they're sleeping. That time yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of, I loved it. And it's popular with the yoga community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All, like uh, meditation groups and chanting and stuff. I would say that if you called it moving meditation, and again, I'm new to this community. Yeah. It's, and the music they choose, um, it was, you know, it's great. At least the three DJs that I've been to so far just wonderful so in a club i wouldn't like stretch and do back bends but in this space of ecstatic dance like i would dance for a while and get sweaty and um get really warm and then i would you know go off to the side where there's a soft mat and kind of stretch and you know stretch my muscles and stuff i wouldn't do that in a club if i was out right. on at night uh -huh. um, so it is a little bit of a different environment but i loved playing with dance because i love the idea of playing with dance but mm -hmm. the truth is I don't do it very much on my own at my in my house like so, so one thing I will nice mention as mm -hmm. a, one thing I'll mention as a medical provider you know I like to say sitting is the new smoking right people don't move their bodies enough anymore uh, and so, you know, I also like to say a lot of times that there is a fountain of youth, it's exercise. And, you know, trying to like get these short comments right. to get people to understand without a long, lengthy discussion. So I always am saying to people, what do you like to do to move your body? And I'm shocked how many people say nothing. Because <laughs> I like to move and do all these things. I'm like, really? You don't like to do anything? They're like, I like to read. I like to knit. Like, it's all these sedentary things. So I'm always trying to encourage people to do something fun.
that they mm -hmm. can look forward to, that they can do on a regular basis, because any real change that you make, yeah. you have to enjoy. Or, yeah. or you won't do it. You won't do it. And if you do, you're going to be miserable. And that's almost just as bad, right? So dance is a way that yes. you can usually have fun and play and you can do it anywhere. Um, so, you know, encouraging dance, I think is really important. And when we first moved here, I went through a real adjustment phase because it was like, wow, there's not much to do here. One of the first things I did was I became a yoga instructor so I could do yoga myself. So I wouldn't have to go to classes. Granted, I love going to classes. I like the community. I like um, the interaction. I like the guidance, but I didn't necessarily have that here because we live outside of town and, you know, in the town I'm in, Gazelle, there's like 300 people, a post office, a two-room schoolhouse, and that's it. There's no, I mean, there's a Grange. Sometimes they have pickup basketball and dinners, which is cool. But I had to learn how to do dance and yoga. And you can make it fun. You know, I think our culture hasn't been centered around um, teaching us ways to do things right. in your own home. But right. it's certainly possible. And actually, one shift that I recently saw was COVID. Everything came into the home. I right. thought it was really interesting, right? All of these classes became available online and people started doing um, workshops in there, any, everything. For me, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, finally the rest of the world's on my schedule. <laughs> but um, yeah, dance is a really great way to do exercise. And here's, here's another piece from a medical perspective. You know, a lot of people say I don't have time to exercise. Me either. So what I've started to do often is four push-ups, five sit-ups, um, jump rope a couple times. You know, like maybe all you have is 10, 15 minutes. Well, if you do that five days a week, 15 minutes actually adds up. And so I'll encourage people, you know, stretch on your 15-minute break, take a walk on your lunch. Um, when you get out of bed in the morning, instead of just going to take your shower, do like five push-ups and five sit-ups and do a couple squats. The little small bits add up and create for healthy lives. So I'll add to that, uh, very in line with what Rachel just said, put your earbuds on, <clears throat> play your favorite song, just move to it. Even if you're just kind of stepping side to side with the beat, just allow yourself that space to play a little bit with movement in your body to music that you love. Yeah. And maybe that could be what we leave people with today. See if you can put your earbuds on for 15 minutes today. And or even five, just five, even if five. it's just one five, song. one or two songs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm excited. I'm thinking about what I'm going to choose. <laughs> <laughs> So we have like, we did every Friday and then it was like Sunday and then it was Monday, Tuesday. Um, it's hard. So we want to have a guest on here, but we'll try, think about coordinating with three people. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We'll I know I have, I have two feelers out. Um, I have one who's willing, but traveling for work right now. And I've reached out to, I have a friend in Chicago who uh -huh. swims in lake michigan even when it's really really cold Ooh, that maybe even especially then and she posts these glorious pictures before and or after her swim and after our conversation about the heat and the cold i i really want to talk 
her about this. Okay, She's been good. Doing this for years. And I'm just. Yeah, I have a few people that I have in mind also. It might be a little bit more medical, but um, that's good. A little variation. Right. Mm -hmm. We'll try. We'll see what this next week holds, um, but we'll start reaching out to people. It's right. great to see you, Jen. Thanks so much Thank for your expertise on dance today. Uh, I, we scratched the surface. I know. We'll do it again. I, so another class or another topic Jen talked about was yoga for everyone. So maybe that might be if we don't get a guest this next maybe. time, we'll touch yeah, on that. That might be fun. All right. The social I, benefits of dance. I didn't even talk about that. that I, maybe that's obvious. Maybe that's okay to not talk about that. Or we'll just more to come. Yeah. Well, I love you. I love you. Good to see and, you. And um, I hope you guys got something out of our discussion today. And Get your body <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your spring break, Rachel. Bye, Jen. Bye, dear.